0: Up the floor quickly as well. Rost transition three, and we're tied. Mariah Rost with eight points here in the fourth quarter.
1: Tonight, the Carney Bearcats head east to battle the Gretna Dragons. High school basketball in center Nebraska's ESPN Radio is brought to you by the KXPN Sports Club.
0: Robinson got the rebound, hands it off to Coster. Outlet pass, Clevenger left corner, looks for the cutter. Techmeyer got it to him on the left block. Good backdoor bounce pass out front three. Koski good.
1: Tonight's games are the final contest before the holiday break, and Carney looks for an early Christmas gift with an upset of state-ranked Gretna. It's the Bearcats and Dragons coming up next, but for some new Tech Seed pregame show, we'll take you live to Gretna with ESPN Radio's Doug Duda right after this word from New Tech Seed.
0: Good evening once again, everyone. Doug Duda with you here at Gretna for Kearney Bearcat Basketball. We hope you enjoyed our interview there that we had earlier today on the Doug and Daddy Show with former Loper football coach Josh Lammerson. We had a girls game tonight that was Gretna all the way, beating Carney 53-39. to 39. The boys hope that that is not the case tonight, but they will have a very tough task taking on the number one team not only in Class B, but in the all-class rankings from the Omaha World Herald in undefeated Gretna. This is the new Tech Seat pregame show. We're ready to take a look at the starting lineups here as they're moving right along for the Gretna boys. Number two, a six-foot senior, Ty Dewan. Number 10, a six-foot junior, Tyler Sullivan. Number 12, 6'2 senior, Zach Imig. Number 24, 6'6 senior, Trey Brown. And number 34, a 6'3 junior, Joseph Johnson. Head coach is Brad Feekin, assisted by Bill Hurd, Aaron Pryor, Adam Stotes, and Nick Schramm. There are five wins this season, three of them coming to win the Central Catholic Early Season Tournament against Parkview Christian, Mount Michael, and Omaha Scutt, and then back-to-back road wins at Bennington and Elkhorn South. For the Kearney Bearcats, number three is a 6-1 senior, Jake Techmeyer, number 11, 5'9 senior, Trey Clevenger, number 24, 6'2 senior, Ryan Koski number 43, 6'6 sophomore, Shallow Robinson, and number 44, 6'3 junior, Cannon Coster. The head coach is Drake Baranek, assisted by Jim Moran, Mitch Olson, Alex Thayer, Ryan Milks, Jake Walker, and Keaton Klebeck. One and two, the losses coming to state-rated Millard West and Lincoln Northeast and an overtime win against Omaha Burke, but the Bearcats haven't played in 12 days. And those are the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, The Better Bank, and Kearney. We'll tip it off next. You've been listening to the New Tank Seed pregame show. New Tank Seed, your yield leader. Contact Terry and Jason Stark a New Tank Seed dealer near you. We're ready to get things underway here at Gretna. It'll be Robinson jumping it up against Brown and Carney. High. will win the opening tip in the black uniforms and blue trim. They'll move from right to left. Why we'll Gretna and the home white with green trim left to right. Lob inside. They get a short turnaround jumper that sits on the rim and spins in for Ryan Koski And the Bearcats. Score on their opening possession. Gretna will push the ball right up the floor. You know, Carney is eager to play. How much can the adrenaline carry them here tonight as they come out and play man to man on the Dragons? Off the curl screen, they get it inside. The big fella turns on Robinson and comes up short as Trey Brown. And Shiloh will get the rebound. And then, trying to get the outlet pass, Carney gives it away. Carney will have to live the turnovers tonight, no doubt about it. Pretty impressive, Gretna playing their first game as the all class number one team. We'll see if they live up to that billing tonight. Running the point up top. It's going to be Immig. A lot of these guys started last year as we said earlier tonight. Gretna gets a wide open three from Dewan. It's off the front of the iron. No good. Coster tries to tip it out and he does and Clevenger will run it down here for the Bearcats. Trey really getting bodied up in the back court has to stop against the double team and find Techmeyer to the trailer. Coster. Coster tries into the lane, double plump, off the glass, no good. Follow shot, no good. Robinson has the rebound, loses it to Koski, who misses the short one. And finally, it's going to be brought down by Trey Brown. So Carney High definitely had some opportunities there, but could not finish. Worked the ball around the road, a perimeter here. Gretna looking for their first points, get it inside to Brown. Around Robinson switches hands off the glass and hits the tough shot. Beautiful move by Trey Brown to tie the game at two. I mean, Robinson played good defense and Brown went behind the backboard and then flipped it underneath off the glass and in. Coster trapped on the double team, needs some help, finds Techmeyer, right corner, takes it to the rack. Physical contact, shot no good. Rebound Trey Brown. And you've got Wells and Heinrichs from the Grand Island Hastings area are down here as part of the three-man crew. I apologize, I'm not recognizing the third official, but Joe Wells and uh, Kurt Heinrichs are down here, so you uh, as Carney fans will know a lot about seeing them ref in the past as Gretna will get tied doing off the dribble drive, scoop shot it in, and Gretna now takes the lead at 4-2. to two. Glad you're with us here on KXPN Kearney and on RiverPreps.com. Here's Clevenger. Clevenger drives into the double team, kicks it to Robinson in the corner, back to Kosky, who's in the paint, has to get out of there, goes to Techmeyer, passes up the free-throw line jumper. Gives it to Koski, and now they'll reset it. As we mentioned, the one-year anniversary of the passing of Coach Baronic's father, Paul. So you know that's part of the play today as well. As we talked to Drake at the beginning of the year, he was talking about playing off emotion. Of motion. They may do that here tonight. And there's a steal, and giving it right back is Ty Dewan. Dewan stole the basketball. Then his outlet was taken right back by Clevenger, who has started off hot here, at least defensively, here for the Bearcats, who spread the parameter. Or perimeter, get it into the corner to Coster. And back up top, they'll get it to Ryan Koski. Here's Coster. Once his first shot, he'll cook it. Coster got a screen by Robinson and just exploded down the left baseline to flush it home. And Coster, who's averaging 25 points in the first three games, is able to throw it down. And we are tied at four. Dragons up top, a little more patient this time. Johnson to the left wing. 6-3. The junior just holds it back up top. He'll go to Sullivan. And now out to mid court to will Set here. Little pick and roll with Brown. He'll dish it off to Dewin, A collision. Dewin pulls up from 10. No good. Ball hits the floor. Offensive rebound put Johnson. He'll go right back to Brown and he'll score. Johnson passed up a five-footer for a two-footer, and Brown gets his second bucket. 6-4. Lob over to Techmeyer. Techmeyer against the zone kicks it into the corner to Coster guarded by Brown back out to Clevenger Trey Stutters comes into the lane a little one hand floater off the square no good Robinson offensive put back missed another one the girls had the problem tonight and now the boys have missed a couple of short ones early on Robinson's got three boards a three in transition for the Dragons is no good by Johnson and Clevenger will get the rebound for Carney High Gretna 6 Carney 4 in a fast moving first quarter we're midway through Koski triple-teamed. Somebody's got to be open, but the Bearcats move it back out to midcourt. Koski was triple-teamed at half court when he moved the ball forward. The Bearcats didn't attack. They had a four-on-two. Running some high screens. Koski loses his man, takes it into the paint. Dices between the two defenders. Missed the layup. Fights to get his own rebound. Dishes it to Clevenger, who scores. Ryan Koski with a nice move, and Clevenger ends up finishing to tie of the game at six. So the energy level is definitely there so far in the first quarter for the Bearcats. Gretna looking for the high screen and roll with Brown. Emig drives, kicks it into the corner. Open three. Sullivan is off the iron. No good. Backside rebound grabbed by Johnson. Another three up top is good for Ty doing. So it took four chances before Gretna nailed their first three. Carney breaks the press. Two on two. Coster comes in and gets bumped before he can take a shot. Joseph Johnson got him out on the right elbow. And that'll be the first foul of the game at the 2.45 mark. I should say the first foul called in the game. And Coster will take it out underneath. Waiting to hand him the ball. They'll stack the right side of the lane. And Cannon now looks for the lob. Instead comes underneath the Techmeyer out top to Clevenger. Drives the paint. They leave him alone. He'll scoop it up. No good. Rebound Robinson and a foul. Shiloh will go to the line. And shoot two, and I guess Carney better get ready. They're going to let him pound, at least right now they are. The foul is on Zach Emig, his first. Shiloh comes to the line to shoot a pair of free throws, and the first one is up, and it is in. Nine, nine to seven, Gretna. They lead it by two, with 2.39 to go here in the first quarter. The Eagles leading the Giants 13 to nothing already. Six minutes to go, first half in Thursday night football. Robinson's second free throw, no good. Rebound brought down by Trey Brown. It is his fourth, 14 to nothing as the Eagles add the extra point over the Giants on ESPN 15-50 tonight. Idaho leads Colorado State 20-7 at halftime in college football action tonight. Here it's 9-7 Gretton. A long three off the screen is drained by Zach Emmings. Second three, back-to-back threes here on the last two buckets for Gretna. Now they can put the pressure on. Up to Coster, gets it across the timeline, steps through the double team, gives it off to Techmeyer, back out to the trailer, Clevenger. Good ball reversal to Koski. Carney has yet to sub. Was the ball tipped? It goes into the backcourt, and they're going to say over and back. That'll be the third turnover for the Bearcats, who now find themselves down by five. Again, a good crowd on hand. Without a ton of games tonight, a lot of the Class A and B coaches are here watching this. Of course, Omaha Central's playing Winnebago tonight over at the Ralston Arena, and Norfolk is in town as well. So three big boys matchups here in the Metro. Gretna, consider that tonight. Zach giving with it. They get it down to Brown, Doubled back out. Another three-pointer for the Dragons, and it's in. Ty Dewan hits it. So after missing their first three threes, three straight threes by the Dragons, and they now lead it by eight, 15 to seven as Carney throws over the zone, leaves it for Robinson. They just don't have as many outside shooters. Get it into Koski. Over to Coster. Kind of slipped out of Koski's hands. Ryan in the right-hand corner. Double-team him. Uses his one dribble and jump pass back out to Coster. On him closely is Sullivan. Cannon drives. Short arms the shot. Got his own rebound. Back up and in. Koster battled and gets his second bucket and second rebound. 15-9, Dragons. They hustle in transition. Dewan brings it all the way to the low block left side and then brings it back out top to Tyler Sullivan. Hope you're listening back home tonight. Especially all our friends back at O'Malley's. Great get-together tonight there. We talked about the passing of Paul Baronic, one of Carney's top Carney Bearcat boosters and. Terry Broadfoot was laid to rest today, and I know that there's a lot of family and friends back that uh, are celebrating his life as we bring you basketball here tonight and just want to, uh, again, give our condolences to all those friends and family. Gretna's really almost acting like they want to milk the last minute here, and Coach Brad Feakin says, yeah. So they waste 30, and now he says, get out here and let's practice this last shot routine. 20 seconds to go. Kearney still guards closely, tries to get the five-second count. Duan now decides to attack, then dribbles back out. Ten seconds, he's near midcourt. And Dewan ready to go here. Off the dribble drive, takes it all the way in. Scoop shot rolls off the rim, no good. Ball rolls out for an open three at the horn, but it is no good. And that is the end of the first quarter of play. The three-point shooting the difference. Gretna hit 3 of them and after one, Gretna 15, Carney 9 here on ESPN Radio. It's a new day here at Long John Silvers. A very quick first quarter. It was played in 10 minutes. That means the clock didn't stop very often. 15-9, Cretna. Back at the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank member, FDIC. Big news today out of Nebraska football camp. Nate Gary he is not going to play in the bowl game. He is ineligible. They can't say it, but everybody else is uh, assuming that it is academics. And uh, that is the word. So Nate Gary out of the bowl game. Now we start the second quarter. Gretna gets the ball. They are up 15-9 over the Kearney Bearcats, the number one team in the state regardless of class. Carney trying to get some momentum going into the GNAC Holiday Tournament where they will see at least one, if not two, tough teams. And the entry pass here comes down to Trey Brown, and Brown jump hook over Robinson is in, and it's going to be tough for the Bearcats to stop this D1 prospect. He already has six points here, eight to a tie Doohan, including a couple of threes. Coster has four of the nine for Carney, who had three of the turnovers in the first quarter. Here's a three-pointer from Techmeyer. His first shot from the outside is good. In fact, that's the first three that Carney has attempted, and that cuts the lead to five. Gretna was three of six. They missed their first three, hit their last three, three-pointers in the first quarter. Dragon basketball on the left wing. Up top to Sullivan. Neither team has really went to the bench. Up top, Emmick gives it back over the line. Left wing to Sullivan. Stutter dribble for Zach Immig again. Trying to get that screen. Now they've got Robinson in the wrong spot. He's able to slide down, but Brown's got the basketball. They double him on the left block, and Brown dribbles out of there. Good defense by the Bearcats. Coach Drake Veronica plotting his young man's effort, but now... Gretna starts to get going, faking the three. They'll give it off to Johnson. He'll drive the lane strong, may have taken an extra step, missed the little jumper, and the rebound brought down by Techmeyer. Up ahead, Clevenger. Clevenger sees some light, brings it in, tough shot, no good. Follow Coster, but it rolls off the rim, no good. Great chance there for Coster. It would have been a heck of a shot had it went. Now Dewey, drives deep, kicks it back out to Johnson. In this track meet, first 10 minutes of the ball game, Gretna 17, Carney 12, six minutes to go, second quarter here on KXPN Carney and PlantRiverPreps.com, our internet streaming brought to you by Barney Insurance, Carney Holdridge, Lexington Lincoln, and Gretna atop of the key three. That one is no good from Sullivan, long rebound by Clevenger. Trey wants to make a long outlet pass, Coster gets it back to Clevenger, three on two, jump stop, and he traveled. He lost the ball. But they call him for a travel, and that'll be the fourth turnover. He was trying to get Trey Brown to commit because there was no way he was going to be able to take Brown one-on-one with the height differential. And as he came to that jump stop, he just dropped the ball, and they called it a travel. Fourth turnover for Carney. And the Bearcats will settle back defensively here. Checking into the ball, it'll be Carson Schwartz. He started the first couple of games. He'll come in for Clevenger, and there's an illegal screen. Gretna had just subbed in Chance Sterling, and he was just shoving Shiloh Robinson through the paint. Sterling with his first personal foul. Third foul on Gretna. Carney has yet to be called for a foul in the game. And Sterling and Schwartz, I believe, the first two subs in. And we've also got another sub here for Gretna. Trey Mickelson, a 5'11 sophomore guard. Where's number zero? Carney ball, trailing 17 to 12, but Gretna has not scored here since Brown had an early bucket on the opening possession of the second quarter. So they've won a couple of minutes. Only problem is Carney's only bucket was the three-pointer. Now Techmeyer comes with a hard left-hand dribble. Scoop shot too strong. Backside put back. Robinson missed. Then he gets fouled. So Shiloh's going to have to earn him at the line, but that's a couple of two-footers that Shiloh hasn't been able to go, and that's, that's the pace of the game. When you're running and have so much momentum, sometimes you just put them up too strong. The foul was called on Ty in his first, and Robinson's free throw is no good. And in for the Bearcats, Brant Barth. Koski will set down. Coming up at the half, the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. We'll look at the first-half stats, some score updates, and talk with Kearney Girls coach Jason Boyd. They fell tonight 53-39 to Gretna. Robinson's second free throw is good. Also want to let you know, Kearney Catholic's playing up at Boone Central Newman Grove, who's 5-1 on the season. That's currently on Classic Hits 98-9, while Hastings is at Beatrice on 12:30 KHAS. Those games are also streamed at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Trying to set things up, Ty doing. He sees what Carney's doing defensively, setting in a box in one here with Robinson keeping an eye on Trey Brown. Up top of the basketball is Imming. Off the screen, Carney gets confused on the switch. They kick it into the corner. Doing for three. It's too strong. The ball deflected into the hands of Sullivan, and they'll get another opportunity here. The long rebound off the missed three. Crossover, Immig had a foul called as trying to help out Jake Techmeyer on the double team. And that'll be the first foul of the game on Carney. And it comes with 437 to go in the second quarter. And after a brief rest, Joseph Johnson's back in for the Dragons. And Sterling will set back down. Ruttin a ball underneath their own hoop. Ty Dewan to throw it in as they hand him the basketball. Dewan on the baseline. Has to go to the outlet all the way up top to Tyler Sullivan, and they'll set up a half-court play. Nothing on the inbounds. Worked well defended by the Bearcats. 17-13, Gretna. Four and a half to go second quarter. It's slowed down offensively here in the last four minutes. Here's a three from the corner. Johnson, it's too strong, but another offensive rebound. Trey Brown, his fifth. Back out front, Emig fakes the three. Finger roll over the front of the rim as he explodes and scores. Five points now for Emig. Fast break, Carney. Schwartz tries to push it then dribbles it off the foot of the Gretna defender and out of bounds. And Clevenger's going to get right back in there. Koski's going to get back in there. Schwartz and Barth out. Each team with four points here in the second quarter, and we're almost midway through. Inbound to Costa, They've done a great job on Cannon defensively. Costa has it at the right elbow. Now gets in deep, forces it, gets banged around, knocked away. Robinson grabs it. He'll power it up. Another three-footer missed. Rebound brought down by Trey Brown. And Gretna knows that Kearney can't bring it in the paint because they're going to let him bounce off of him. A three for Dewan. it's off the mark, no good. Another offensive rebound for Johnson, and that's got to be killing the Kearney coaches over here. Gretna has missed four threes in a row now after hitting three straight to end the first quarter, but they're getting second and third chances. Johnson at the free throw line. Left-hand corner to Dewan. Kearney trying to man up, yet sag down on a double team there against Brown. Gretna staying patient here, and we are going to get a whistle away from the ball. Or is there blood? Nope, there's blood out there. Apparently, Joseph Johnson has some blood on his nose, so he's got to check out Chance Sterling will check in for him, and Gretna will just inbound it in front of the Kearney bench. 19-13, Gretna, 319 to go here in the second quarter. And Gretna has had the basketball on this possession for almost one minute. A couple of offensive boards. And now they have had it for one minute, one minute since Carney's touched the ball. And Emig with it on the left wing. They force out on the corner, Brown, rotate it right side, Sterling for three, it's an air ball, and Brown's able to grab it, you can't really blame Carney when you shoot an air ball, hard to get a rebound on that, but still, Gretna Ball, another three, Immig, another miss, and finally Clevenger, like a pinball, bounces through there and gets the rebound, stops at the backcourt, used his dribble up, gets it to Koski. He'll get it across the timeline. Fine Robinson out of the wing. Techmeyer pulls up from 15. It's no good. And the rebound brought down by Chance Sterling. So a short, non-profitable offensive possession that time for Carney. Another three. Immig finally. They'd missed six in a row. But the problem was Carney scored one point during that entire stretch. And now the Dragons are up by nine. Koski in the front court. Neither team has burned a timeout until right now. Coach Drake Baranik needs to talk to his youngsters here. With 2.10 to go in the first half of play, this timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Gretna 22, Kearney 13 on ESPN Radio. Family
1: Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life. With two locations in Kearney the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation a very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River, Family Physical Therapy, and Sports Center.
0: Timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take time out to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you, local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank, member FDIC. During the timeout, Coach Drake Boronic intentionally raising his voice to his young troops. Coaches know when the fans can hear. He intentionally let them know that they have to do a better job on the boards and then pointed out to them that they've only been called for one foul in the entire half, and we have just 2:10 to go in the second quarter. He's saying, Gretna's playing physical. That's the kind of game it is. Get after it. And he is reemphasizing that to his team, and then he got the board and drew up some plays. So here we go. 2:10 to go in quarter number two. And the Bearcats now down by nine, their largest deficit. Tech Meyer on the right wing. Trap boy. Call a foul. He got double teamed. They just whacked him on the arm and took it away. That's embarrassing. Gretna with a basketball. I mean, if you don't want to call it in the paint, that's fine. But when it's right out at midcourt and you slap him on the arm and take the ball, my goodness, 22-13 Gretna. I'm not going to whine about the officials, folks, but when it happens like that, you got to know about it. Inside, Robinson is able to knock the ball away. Just the second turnover for Gretna. Now Coster trying to size up the defense, and he'll get a blocking foul called on the Dragons. It looks like Sterling was moving the whole time, and for Chance, that'll be his second personal foul, fourth team foul, and Cannon Coster will go to the line. Four points, three rebounds. These will be his first free-throw attempts. Kearney now just needs to survive, cut this lead just a tad by halftime. Their defense has been great. Free throw Coster, no good. Carney one out of two out of five at the free throw line. The first four were from Shiloh Robinson, who was two for four. Second free throw now for Coster. And Cannon will put it up, and it's in and out. No good. Rebound brought down by Trey Brown, his eighth of the first half for the 6'6 senior. And up the floor with it is Ty doing 22-13, Gretna, 120 to go in the first half. Dragon basketball. Driving in. Emig takes the open lane, spins it off the rim all the way around. No good, Gretna. Missed a close one. That hasn't happened much. Coster with the rebound. Clevenger pushes it up the floor, tries to get it to Techmeyer. It's behind him. One-on-one the other way. Taking it in and drawing the foul and scoring is going to be inning in the foul's on Cannon Coster. 24-13 Gretna. That last exchange was not what the Bearcats were looking for. Carson Schwartz comes in and Techmeyer is out. And at the free-throw line, trying to complete the three-point play, Zach Immig, he will put it up, and it is in. And he has eight of his team's ten points here in the second quarter. 25-13, number one, Gretna. Cannon Coster in the front court, trying to find a seam. Drives in, gets fouled, but the shot bounces off the rim. No good. And Trey Brown looks like he is going to get his first ding of the night. Coster just missed two, so... He'll try and make amends for that right here. Ravenna Sanitation halftime report coming up, so stay with us. Free throw Coster is good. Second free throw coming up. And then the Bearcats are going to need a stop. Coster's second free throw takes a little extra time. Fires it up. And it bounces off the rim no good. Tyler Sullivan gets the rebound. And will they hold for the last shot? They killed the entire, basically last minute of the first quarter. And Coach Feakin looks like he wants him to kill the entire last 45 seconds here. And we're going to get a reach-in foul of the Bearcats. But it's only the third foul of the half. Or second foul of the half. Nope, third foul of the half as they catch up on the board. It's Andre Clevenger, his first. And now checking in, Brant Barth. Koster will check out. Techmeyer in. And coming out is Clevenger. And then you've got Sterling back in for Imig, for Gretna. 30 seconds to go now as Gretna will throw it into the backcourt. And Ty Doohan will handle the basketball. Gives it off to Sullivan, back to Dewan, trying to play catch at half court. Carney's trying to pressure the ball. 20 seconds to go, so they've got to keep moving. And Gretna's doing a good job. So let's see if Carney sags back here so they don't get burnt by overplaying the basketball. 12 seconds to go. Here's the drive, Dewan kicks it back out top. Nothing there. They'll get it to Immick. Immick comes down the lane, and a foul called on Carney. It's going to go on Ryan Koski but it probably stopped the layup there from Zach Imming. And now the big boy, Trey Brown, back in. Carney will go with Brock Marlette. Seven seconds to go here in the first half, and it'll be Gretna Ball underneath their own hoop, trying to add to their 11-point lead. They dump it into Brown easy, but he missed it. He hit the front of the rim. Offensive rebound, then clearing space and scoring is Joseph Johnson, and that will take us to the end of the first half. Carney got a break there when Brown... Short arm the inbound shot. But then Johnson got it, was behind the backboard and just stuck his back end out and cleared out the Kearney defender and laid it in. And Gretna takes their biggest lead of the night into the halftime locker room. So it's defense, not offense. And at the half, it is Gretna 27. Kearney 14. Bear just five points here in the second quarter of play. Coming up, the Ravenna Sanitation, halftime report. Here on KXP and Kearney and PlantRiverPreps.com.
4: I'm Kearney for a free estimate.
5: equity to work.
0: And welcome back to Gretna High School where it is halftime and this is the Ravenna Sanitation halftime report. Your trash is our treasure serving Buffalo County for business and residential service. Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find them in your local yellow pages at the half. Your score is number 1 Gretna 27 and Carney High 14. We'll look at the first half numbers for you in just a little bit. We're trying to run down Carney Girls Coach Jason Boyd as they were beaten tonight by Gretna by a score of 53 to 39. And we hope to have a chance to chat with him for a minute or two here before the end of halftime. Also tonight, the Beatrice Girls beat Hastings 48-38, and Carney or Carney Catholics Girls rolled Boone Central Newman Grove 60 to 18. The boys Carney Catholic game right now on Classic Hits ninety eight nine Hastings boys on twelve thirty, KHAS. Also, we've got Thursday night football on ESPN fifteen fifty. After one quarter, the Eagles fourteen to the Giants three. And in college football, ten minutes to go, third quarter, Idaho leads Colorado State twenty seven to seven. Back with more right after this. Here's a look now at the first half stats. First of all, for Carney, Jake Techmeyer has hit the only three that the Bearcats have taken, so he has three points, one rebound. Trey Clevenger, two points, four rebounds. Ryan Kosky, two points, two rebounds. Shiloh Robinson, two points, and those are from the free throw line and four rebounds. And Cannon Coster five points, one of four from the free throw line and four rebounds. Nine rebounds in the first quarter, six in the second. Free throw shooting, one of two in the first quarter, three of eight in the second, or two of six. That makes them three of eight. They made their only three-pointer turnovers, three at each quarter. Nobody in any foul trouble tonight for Kearney. 14 points, 15 rebounds, three out of eight at the free throw line, one of one from three-point land, and six turnovers. For Gretna, Ty Dewan, eight points. Those all came in the first quarter of play. Zach Imig was able to score 11 points. Eight points came in the second quarter, so Dewan, eight in the first, eight in the second. He also has two rebounds. Tyler Sullivan, three rebounds. Trey Brown, six points, eight rebounds. Joseph Johnson, two points, four rebounds. And Chance Sterling has one rebound. Eight rebounds in the first quarter, nine in the second. They've been to the line one time, made that in the second quarter. Three-point shooting, three of six in the first quarter, and one of seven. In the second, one turnover in each quarter. Foul situation for Gretna. Chance Sterling, the only player that has two. Gretna had 15 points in the first quarter, 12 in the second, and at the half, 27 points, 17 rebounds, one out of one at the free throw line, four of 13 from three-point land, and two turnovers at the half. It is Gretna, 27, and Carney 14. We'll be back with more on the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report right after this.
4: South Central
0: Avenue, Carney. Some other scores to pass along to you on 1230 KHS. They're at the end of three. It's Beatrice leading the Hastings Boys 45 to 28. On Classic Hits 98-9. They're at halftime. Carney Catholic 36 and Boone Central Newman Grove 33. And then another big game tonight, Class A Omaha Central taking on Winnebago. They're putting on a show after the first quarter. Central 27 and Winnebago. 22. Again, a reminder that the conference tournaments for the GNAC is what they play in the Holiday Tournament, and that is coming up next Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And those games this year are being played in uh, Norfolk. And for the Kearney Bearcats, let's go ahead and take a look at what they've got uh, coming up here in the Holiday Tournament, just to reiterate when and where they will be playing. First off, for the girls, Carney is the number one seed, and they will play McCook Wednesday at 2 o'clock. Also on their side of the bracket is Columbus and Scotts Bluff. On the other side of the bracket, Hastings and Lexington will play at 2, and Norfolk takes on North Platte. In the boys' bracket, the top seed is Norfolk. They'll play Lexington at 7.15. Hastings and Columbus is on that side at 3.45. Carney's the three seed. They'll play McCook at 3.45 and Scotts Bluff and North Platte are also on their side of the bracket. So both the Kearney boys and girls play McCook in the first round of the holiday tournament next Wednesday in Norfolk. The girls will play at 2, and the boys will play at 3.45. You've been listening to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. For quality, dependable trash hauling service for your farm, home, or business, contact the professionals at Ravenna Sanitation. Gretna 27, Carney 14. The second half of our boys' game is next on Central Nebraska's ESPN Radio superstation, KXPN Carney.
4: Listen,
3: college should introduce you to new ideas. It should open your mind to a world of possibilities. You can get access to real-world opportunities at Hastings College, where the world and you align. Find us at Hastings.edu.
0: Time now for our Seats to Success, brought to you by your Impact Ag partners, Craig Weechers and Todd Travis. Pioneer knows more about seeds with top-yielding Pioneer brand soybeans. Get the best for your field this year with Craig Weeches or Todd Travis, your Pioneer seed dealer, science with service, delivering success. Well, Carney High's got to find a way to get the ball in the bucket. Obviously, they had some trouble uh, in the first half, but they also missed four or five right there, and they just have to keep it under control. Don't get uh, overly anxious. Don't let the adrenaline be too much. As Carney will get the ball to start the second, third quarter. And Gretna is right out on him and knocks it away and out of bounds. So they'll have to throw it in again here from midcourt. Same five starters out there. Techmeyer, Clevenger, Koski, Robinson, and Coster. They'll get it to Clevenger, kicks it in the corner. Here's a three-pointer for Koski, and he'll hit it. Ryan knocks down a three. Good drawn-up play there for the Bearcats. 27-17 Gretna, so... It is low scoring. They're not out of this game. Their defense has been outstanding. Gretna actually needs to find a way to do a little bit better job offensively as well. You got Trey Brown dominating, and they just probably should get it to him almost every time. They would be farther ahead had they not been just one of seven in the second quarter from three-point land. 27-17, they're patient around the perimeter to Ty Doohan. Hands it off to Immig. Again, they have the same five. Sullivan, Brown, Johnson also in there. They double-team Immig. They get it into the corner to Doohan, shake and bake. And all he does is kick it out. Grenda just seems very content to take their time, and a 25, po- oh my, 25-foot three-pointer. Zach Emig, and he'll hit his second one. And those are the ones that are punching the gut. Now we come the other way. Techmeyer tries to dish it off for Koster. The ball is deflected away, and it's going to stay with Carney High, trying to make a nice no-look pass there, and the officials. Have a disagreement about where the ball should be going. They come together and talk about it for a second and say it went off of Ty Doohan. So Cardi gets it underneath their own hoop. And they'll lob it all the way into the backcourt for Techmeyer. And he'll bring the ball across the timeline against the man-to-man here of the Gretna Dragons. Swings it over to Clevenger, 25 feet away. Back over to Techmeyer into the right-hand corner. Koski. Robinson was left alone for a minute, but they didn't get in the ball. Now Koski has to kick it back up top. Also playing a good box in one here are the Dragons, making sure they know where Robinson and Coster wanted to shoot a three. He hadn't done so yet, and he comes up short. The rebound will be brought down by Trey Brown, his ninth of the evening, 30-17, Gretna. Kicking out on the wing, Sullivan on the weak side, spins in, 360 move, puts it off the glass and in. So two tough shots have been converted here on the last two possessions by the Dragons, and they now lead it by 15, 32-17. Six minutes to go, third quarter. Pull up three. Jake Techmeyer, it's too strong, and the rebound is loose on the floor and just getting a handle, Tyler Sullivan. Robinson was in the vicinity. He just couldn't Velcro that one to his hand, and now driving in Sullivan, and before he can get to the rack, he's going to be fouled at the high post. And it's going to go on Trey Clevenger, his second. First foul of the half here on the Bearcats. And Gretna to throw it in underneath their own hoop, Looking to lob it to Brown. He'll take it about 10 feet in. And then a charge. He lowered his shoulder and ran over Coster. Second foul on Trey Brown and first foul of the half. A little upset fans, but not the Gretna bench. And that's the one that counts. So Brown just won't be able to do that again, or maybe they'll let him get away with it now that they called. Robinson to the corner, gives it to Clevenger. Trey, bounce pass, gets it to Techmeyer. Ball fake, goes against Brown, and Brown just blocked the shot. That's Carney's problem right now. Even when they get inside, they can't get the short jumper away because of the defense. And driving in with a scoop shot missing, second chance trip Brown, third chance, up and in, and a foul to go along with it. Trey Brown, a chance at a three-point play. And Gretna now up by 17, the second foul on Ryan Kosky. Gretna already held Mount Ma- Michael to 18 points in their second game of the year, so they know how to play D, and the free throw is up and in by Brown. He now has nine points. And it's 35-17, Gretna leading Kearney. 5-10 to go, third quarter. Koski up top, back out to Clevenger. Tries to get it into Robinson. They telegraph the pass and stepping around, Joseph Johnson gets the steal. First turnover of the half, Gretna runs. Carney's back defensively, deep left corner. Imig can't get it away, so they'll throw it back out top to Sullivan. Lob it down to the right block. Brown, double back door open. Dewan with the layup. Beautiful assist, Trey Brown, Ty doing. And that's what happens when you play together a lot. You can pull off plays like that. Coster now coast to coast, runs into the defender. They let Joseph Johnson knock the ball away. Carney turns it over. Coster really never even got it towards the hoop. Now reach in foul on the Bearcats. And Coach Drake Veronica saying, how is that not a foul down here? There was no way Johnson had position. the foul on Jake Techmeyer was his second. 37-17, Gretna. And they will lob it into Ty Doohan. Just a different style here. I know a lot of people, and myself included, as we watch Gretna here and the way they're playing, if they played a team that would get up and down the floor with them, if it would be different. Because... Gretna offensively right now is not the number one team in the state. As the three-pointer rattles around, no good for doing and the rebound will be pulled down by Koski. Koski puts his head down. Carson Schwartz is back in. He'll dish it to him. Up top to Coster, Back over to Schwartz in the corner. Bounce pass on the block to Robinson and he'll lay it up and in. Shiloh with his first bucket of the ball game and that's more like what the Bearcats want to do but Gretna has got this one in the bag and I say that because Carney is down by as many as they've scored in the game. So unless something really weird happens, Gretna will win tonight, but Carney's still got a quarter and a half to get better here and close in on this. Gretna off the screen. Again, Robinson way out top, has to slide back down into the ball game. as Ryan Samuelson, that 6'9 senior. And driving in, Robinson has to commit. They dish it to Samuelson. He missed the layup. Maybe it's something about this end. Coster gets the rebound, his fifth. Grena didn't miss any of those in the first half, and they've missed three of them here in the quarter. Koster up the floor, gets a little separation, dishes it to Techmeyer, back up top to Schwartz. Reverse it to the weak side. Now they'll get it to Koski, trying to get it to Robinson again. He's got it. Double team on the block, tries to do something with it, backs his way in, and then they call him for the travel. He was able to fight off two Dragons, but not the third one. Coach Boronic again, getting in the ear of official Joe Wells. We may get a technical. Drake's letting him have it. Joe, of course, has known him for a long time, so he's going to listen this time. 37-19, Gretna. Carney's playing hard. They just don't match up offensively right now with the Dragons. Up top doing. 37-19, two and a half to go here in quarter number three. Really trying to pressure the ball. Gretna is definitely quick. They can get the ball around the perimeter. They move it quickly. Can take you off the dribble. Dewan tries to do that. Schwartz switches over to cut him off. Kick it back out top to Johnson. Gretna has Aurora in their holiday tournament next week. And Aurora is the number two team in B. Gretna number one. We saw Aurora earlier this year as Coster reaches in and commits the foul at the top of the key. Second foul on Coster. Fourth foul on Carney High. And so Gretna will inbound it again. Give Gretna a lot of credit for patience. He's doing off the dribble right side of the key. Draws the foul. Into the ball game was Brock Barlett. And it looks like he's the one that's going to be charged for the foul. His first. And two free throws coming up for Ty Dewan, who has 10 points but hasn't been to the line. In fact, this is only the third trip to the line for Gretna. They're two of two. Completed a pair of three-point plays. Free throw is up and no good. Chance Sterling in for Gretna. Carney has Schwartz, Marlette, Coster, Robinson, and Brant Barth on the floor right now. Trying to get his guys a little bit of a breather. His is Coach Boronic. 2.03 to go in the third quarter. The second free throw is up and in. So Dewan gets one of two. He's got 11 points. 38-19. Gretna, Coster gets free, drives, he'll lay it up and in and gets the foul called. <laughs> Joseph Johnson with his second foul, and I'll throw one Gretna's way there. For what we've seen, that was not much more than breathing on the defender. He just threw his hands up, tried to do the Olay on him, and they called the foul. So Cannon Coster with seven points now will try and complete the three-point play. And Coster will put the free throw up. It bounces around. It sets and finally goes in. Coster now two of five from the free throw line. 38-22, Gretna. That'll allow Carney to put some pressure on. Gretna has numbers if they get up the floor, and they do. Three on two. Sullivan all the way in. Draws the foul. And the layup goes. Cannon Coster will pick up his third personal foul. And Sullivan with his second bucket of the ball game. Anytime in the open floor when someone's been able to drive or take it in transition or one-on-one, that's when we're getting our foul called. As back in is Ryan Samuelson for Trey Brown. Carney will bring Koski back in for Marlette. And another three-point play opportunity here. Tyler Sullivan will put it up, and it is no good. Koski will grab his fourth rebound of the game. Heads up the floor, then runs into a double team, needs some help, gets it to Barth, lobs it into the corner to Coster, and has to throw back up top to Koski. He's open, almost walked, and maybe he did, but he makes the 10-footer. And Koski with five points in the quarter, seven in the game. 40-24, Gretna, a minute and a half to go here in the third quarter. Doing with the ball, crossover got by Schwartz, into the paint, kicks it out for a three. It's Tyler Sullivan, no good this time. And the rebound grabbed by Carson Schwartz. Schwartz wants to go coast-to-coast coast, up ahead to Coster. Takes it in for the layup. Cannon Coster with 10 in the game now off. A nice play from Carson Schwartz. Got the board. Got his head up. Looked down the floor. Found his man. 40-26. to 26. This is as close as it's been since halftime. Carney trying to overplay the ball again. Making Gretna work. A minute to go here in the corner. And the Dragons will pull the ball out. Ty doing again, has done a great job of just holding the ball the last minute of each quarter. Into the quarter to Sullivan. Back out top to Imig. They've got the lead, and they're going to milk it again. High post doing Now they've got a three-on-two to Samuelson, and Robinson says, you're not going to dunk it. Shiloh went up to try to block the shot, and for Shiloh, that'll be his first personal foul. It was a great move, but pretty hard for him not to foul him. And two free throws coming up for Trey Brown. Excuse me, uh, for uh, Ryan Samuelson, and the free throw is no good. Samuelson hasn't scored here since getting a little playing time in the third quarter. Still 31 seconds to go before the fourth quarter. And the second free throw is good, so Samuelson gets his first point of the game. 41-26, Gretna. As Koski brings it up here for the Bearcats. Swings it right side, open, but not taking the three As Barth. Tries to get it into Robinson, and he's fouled. Doubling down a reach-in foul on Joseph Johnson, his third. That's the third foul of the half on Gretna. Carney's already been whistled for seven. Remember, they had one foul in the first 14 minutes of the game. They picked up three in the last two minutes of the half and already have seven here. 18 seconds, Carney underneath their own hoop. They'll lob it out on the right wing to Ryan Kosky. Robinson is double teamed. Trying Coster, back cut, got it to him, takes it in, draws contact, no foul, fights for the rebound, got it back up and in, and that's going to work for a chance at a three point play. So Coster has come alive here in the last two minutes. He has scored seven of the quarter, a dozen in the game, and can cut it to 12. If he makes the free throw with nine seconds, the foul was called on Ty in his second. And now, with a chance at another offensive possession, Trey Brown will re enter the game here for Coach Brad Feakin and the Dragons, who have not turned it over this half. They have two turnovers in the game. Cannon Coster with the free throw. It is up. It is no good. Koski trying to save it. He does. Can Carney get a bucket to Techmeyer? Top of the key, Coster drives into the lane. Scoop shot won't go. Robinson at the horn. Oh, he made it, but they waved it off with a foul. Oh, man, Robinson made a great play, but they waved it off because there was a foul before that. One second to go. It would have been an 11-point game. That's a tough break for the Bearcats. So Carney will have to just lob it in and shoot it. They do. The three at the horn. No good. Got a good look that time from... Brant Barth, but we are at the end of three quarters. Number one Gretna leading here at home over Carney 4128. You're listening to high school hoops on ESPN Radio and Platriverpreps.com.
3: Athletes come in all shapes and sizes, and Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine specializes in getting them all back in their game. From swinging a hammer to swinging a golf club. Whether tackling daily tasks or tackling the running back, see Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic. If you're suffering from any injury that's putting you on the sidelines, make an appointment today and take comfort in our care. Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine.
0: Well, each team scored 14 points there in the third quarter. Carney was down by as many as 20, and had they not waved off that putback with a second to go, it would be 11. It is 13, 41-28 after it was 27-14 at the half. Gretna gets the ball to start the fourth quarter here on KXPN. Carney, Doug Duda, our producer engineer Jeff Ekstrom in the Nebraska-Land National Bank broadcast booth. Glad to have you along with us. Let's see how Gretna plays. If they try to spread the floor, which they're doing now, and use clock and make Carney come out after him, which they are in the man. But if they overplay it, Gretton has been really good off the dribble, and they have really spread the floor. Doing off the screen, left side to Sullivan, Coster on him, and Coster does have three fouls. Koski about got the steal, but Emig is able to chase it down at midcourt. Five second count on. Now Emmick drives, tries to lob it inside. Robinson tipped it, and Carney comes away with the steal. Just the third Gretna turnover. Coster trying to go coast to coast, and does. 14 for Cannon Coster. Gretna 41, Carney 30. On the inbounds, Techmeyer went for the steal and got the foul. The only problem is that's a foul 75 feet away from the hoop, and Gretna's already in the bonus. So Techmeyer with his third foul. That is the eighth foul of the half here on Kearney High. Gretna was 3 of 6 at the line in the third quarter. They're 4 of 7 in the game. Carney is 4 of 10 from the free throw line. And walking up to toe the stripe is Ty Dewan, who is 1 of 2. He has 11 points. Zach Emig leads it with 14. Free throw good. And the bonus now coming for Dewan. Gretna 42, Carney 30. First minute of the fourth quarter, and Gretna is going to call their first timeout. Brought to you by Nebraska-Land National Bank. 7.07 to go in the game. Gretna 42, Kearney 30 here on ESPN Radio. Out of the Gretna timeout, a second free throw now for Ty Doohan. He hit the first and he hits the second. 13 points now for Ty. 43-30, Gretna leads Carney, seven minutes to go in the game. A final, Beatrice, 54, Hastings High, 42. Carney runs the floor in transition and a reverse layup from Shiloh Robinson on the assist from Ryan Koski. Six points now for Shiloh, 43-32, as they try to put pressure onto the backcourt, but Gretna will have no problem bringing this one up. Dewan running the point, Clevenger on him. Dewan dribbling, dribbling, trying to get away from the five-second count. Clevenger hasn't been able to stay tight enough the whole time. They'll get it down to the baseline to Brown. Brown back out on the wing. Kind of surprised at the Gretna tactic right now. Ball fake on the three. Kostra ended up in the stands, and now Dewan just rolls it back out. Boy. It's like a nothing but a layup right now mentality as they drive. Sullivan tries to kick it out. Brown, Brown, stepped out of bounds, but they say that he got rid of the basketball in time. Some of the fans wanted the call. It was close. Sullivan holds the ball. Carney's probably going to need a timeout next time they touch it. Here's an open 15-footer, and it's good by Zach Immick. So all that patience, and they still knock down the shot. That's Great defense, Carney, but it didn't pan out. Coster, a three. Got it. Timeout, Carney High, after the made three by Cannon Coster, who now has five in the quarter, 17 in the game. And, folks, 12 of those 17 points have come in the last six minutes. So, they've found a way to get the ball to Coster. And, Coach Drake Baranik now just needs to talk to his team about how to defend Gretna with what they're doing in kind of a mini stall, a mini four corners here. It will be the second time out of the game by the Bearcats, brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take time out to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank member FDIC, Gretna 45, Carney 35, with 5.43 to go in the game, so the 20-point lead is down to 10. By the way, at half, it's Omaha Central 55 and Winnebago 37. Last time there was a big game like that, it was Ravenna playing at Bellevue West 10 years ago. Stu will write up in the World Herald today about that. He's over there covering the game tonight. Drake Beranek was playing that night. Now he's coaching Carney High, whose Bearcats have continued to fight, and they've cut it to 10. Full court pressure here as Gretna will throw it into the corner and get it right back into the hands of Dewan. Carson Schwartz in there trying to double down on him. Skip pass over to Joseph Johnson. And Gretna's into the front court. They spread it out again. They're starting five in there. Carney doesn't want to foul because everything now is a one-and-one. There's still a lot of time left, but they have to find a way to force some turnovers. Carson Schwartz trying to play chaser here. And Gretna not even looking at the hoop. Joseph Johnson out top to Ty Doohan. Gives it off to Zach Emming. And really, Grent is playing keep away in the fourth quarter, the whole fourth quarter. They got a bucket on their last look. Coster tipped the ball but couldn't make the steal. And they're trying to get Carney into a place where they're so out of position they'll get the open jumper. And Brown's open underneath. Now they attack, and Robinson has to commit the foul. He blocked the shot, but he got Johnson with the body. And Shiloh will commit just his second personal foul of the game. And that's exactly what Gretna wants to do. They move the ball around so long that finally Carney gets either out of position or they overplay the ball like getting three guys on a trap instead of two. And they're able to find the open man. So at the line will be Joseph Johnson for the first time tonight. He'll shoot two and the first one is good. 46-35, Gretna, 4.50 to go. When we're done, the new West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. Final stats, we'll talk with Coach Boronic. Stay with us. Second free throw up, and it is good. So Johnson hits them both. 47-35. Need some Carney folks back home with the weather turning to give us a shout out or two here. See how things are going. Get the Carney Bearcats a little closer here. Still battling. Top of the circle with it. Robinson on the right elbow kicks it out. Coster for three, but it hit the front of the iron and the rebound brought down by the big fella Trey Brown. That is his. 12th rebound of the basketball game. And now they trap in the backcourt. And we're going to get a foul called on Carson Schwartz. Schwartz went for the steal. The players ended up on the ground. It's the 10th team foul on Carney High. So we'll trot to the other end and two free throws for Tyler Sullivan. O of 1 has four points. Ten fouls on the Bearcats, five on Gretna. And the first free throw on the way, and it is off the front of the iron, no good. Gretna doesn't even put anybody down to rebound here. Second free throw, Sullivan up, no good. So Carney gets the freebie, and Ryan Kosky gets the rebound. Up ahead to Schwartz, back to Kosky. Top of the circle gets it into Robinson, spins towards the hoop, and he's going to get fouled before he gets the shot away on Trey Brown. The big fella picks up his third foul, sixth team foul, so Carney will have to take it out again. That's the last freebie foul, so to speak, of the game. Free throws the rest of the way. Techmeyer to throw it in the baseline. Gets it backside. There's Kosky. He's open for the layup. Ryan Kosky will get his ninth point of the basketball game, 47 47- 37. over overpressuring the ball and Shiloh Robinson commits the foul. Going to make Gretna earn it now from the free throw line. Third foul on Robinson. And two free throws for Tyler Sullivan who just missed the last two. He's 0 of 3 tonight. See if the Bearcats maybe found a little diamond in the rough if Tyler is having problems from the line. And he missed the front first one. Uh Uh-oh. Now his teammates trying to come up and give him some encouragement. Don't worry about it. Shake it off. As soon as he makes the first one, everything will be okay. Second free throw on the way, and that's through there. So Sullivan gets one of two. He's got five points. 48-37. Gretna, four minutes to go. Schwartz up the floor to Koski. Koski, the lane's open, takes it in, tries to get it over Brown, and does. Koski having a great second half, and this is as close as Carney High's been in the second half. 48-39 as they overpressure the ball. Joseph Johnson, jump pass into the front court to Zach Emig to the trailer, Sullivan, who lays it up and in. 50-39, to 39, good transition bucket there for the Dragons. High post, they're setting up another three for Koski but that's too strong way off the mark, actually. Rebound brought down by Johnson, and he is fouled immediately. And they'll come to the other end to shoot two, and I believe that's on Shiloh Robinson, and that will be his fourth. Personal foul. 50-39, to 39, Gretna. Trying to go to 6-0. The Bearcats just their fourth game of the season. Again, the Fremont game, which was weathered out Saturday, will be made up in Kearney on Tuesday, January the 3rd. That's boys varsity only, new January the 3rd. The free throw by Johnson is up and in. Second one. Sets on the rim, but it goes as well. And now the lead is back to 13. 52-39. Charney High is three of eight from three-point land, if you've been keeping track. Let's try to get it down to the block. Coster flies in and scores. 19 now for Cannon. 52-41. And most of them have been defended pretty well. Kretna having some trouble in the backcourt. Makes the long pass up ahead to Sullivan. And they're going to foul him. As soon as Sullivan gets the ball, that's the guy they want to go get, it looks like. Carson Schwartz reached out and grabbed the jersey. Sullivan made his last one, but he's one of five at the line, has seven points all here in the second half. Free throw is up, and it's good. So now he's been there enough, he's starting to feel comfortable. This was 27-14 at the half. Carney was down 37-17 at one point. Second free throw is short. And Robinson will yank down his seventh rebound. Quickly up the floor to Schwartz to Tech Meyer in the corner. They love to get Coster open. He's got it one on one on the right wing. Defended, he gets by him, drives by, lays it up and in. Coster switches hands. Nine in the quarter, 21 in the game, and another foul in the backcourt. Carney High going for the steal. This is the way this game is going to play out here. They're going to make Gretton to put it away at the free throw line. Schwartz with his third foul. So Robinson with four, Koster and Schwartz, and Techmeyer all have three. And remember, Carney only had four total fouls in the first half, so they're getting after it a little more here. Joseph Johnson, though, four of four at the line, and his first one is right through there. You do not want to foul this guy. And we'll get a timeout here by the Bearcats. They'll have two remaining with 2.48 to go in the contest. Carney High has been fighting hard here. But they had a 20-point deficit to dig out of. 2.48 to go in the game. Kretna 54, Carney 43. For professional
1: service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. It's a new day here at Long John Silver's.
0: Thursday night football, they've reached halftime. The Eagles 21, the Giants 13, currently on ESPN 1550, And we'll join the second half when our basketball is done. Boone Central Newman Grove comes back to beat Kearney Catholic tonight, 63-59, and snap their four-game winning streak. Out of the timeout, a second free throw for Gretna's Joseph Johnson is up and in. He's 6 of 6 here in the quarter. Gretna 55, Carney 43, 2.45 to go. Tech Meyer with a basketball around the perimeter. Koski. They open the lane, he drives. Hands it off on a curl screen to Techmeyer. Contact, no whistle, layup missed. Rebound brought down by Trey Brown. And Gretna will push it up the floor. They've got a two-on-one. And then a foul. Tyler Sullivan had the ball. Sent him to the line again. This will be the 15th and 16th free throw of the game, but that is also the fifth foul of the quarter for Gretna. That's also the fifth foul on Shadow Robinson. He'll foul out tonight with six points, seven rebounds unofficially, and 226 to go in the game, and the first free throw is good by Tyler Sullivan. Second free throw, no good, and Koski will pull down his seventh rebound up to Schwartz. Schwartz holds it over to Koski. Into the ballgame after that fifth foul is Brant Barth. Tikoski for three, but it's over everything. Rebound Coster, and he's fouled on the way back up. So Cannon will go to the free throw line. Had trouble in the first half where he was one of four. He's one of two here in the second half, so two of six. Foul on Zach Emig is his second. Seventh team foul on the Dragons, and Koster needs a couple here. The first one. Bounces off. No good. Might be getting a little tired. And now Clevenger will come back in. He's been down for a while. Coster looking for point number 22. Cannon puts it up. No good. Rebound brought down by Trey Brown. He now has 14 in the game. Pressure on. Gretna breaks it. They've got a layup. And it's good. Tyler Sullivan. Will hit the layup, and that should be enough to do it. Carney got it down to nine. Coster in transition takes it in, hits the rim on the way up with the left hand layup. Rebound brought down by Johnson. Baseball pass up ahead, going in for another layup is Tyler Sullivan. So just that quick, this good comeback by Carney is going to be washed out, 60 to 43. And this was not an offensive game, folks. This was defense and struggling. Gretton has actually got 19 points in the quarter. And remember, they've got 19 after just holding the ball the first three minutes of this quarter and just passing it around. Got a couple of buckets, but all these free throws and now these three straight layups have made it look like they've been a juggernaut. Coster in the left corner for the three. It won't go. Rebound saved by Brant Barth. Tekoski at the free throw line. Off the screen to Carson Schwartz, right side. A foul called on Tyler Sullivan. That'll be his first And at the line to shoot the one-and-one here will be the Bearcats with a minute five remaining in the game. And Gretna now going to clear the bench. Jake Olson, Luke Allgood, Noah Bernal, Cole Ruff, Noah Burkhart. So as the first non-Class A team to be ranked number one in the Omaha World Herald All-Class standings in 20 years or 19 years, Gretna will win tonight. Carson Schwartz at the line to shoot a one and one, looking for his first point of the evening and won't get it. Free throw is short, and the rebound brought down by Jake Olson. Carney did not shoot free throws well at all tonight. Carney continues to pressure the ball, and Gretna's second team does a good job breaking the press, getting it into the front court. Content to hold it. Cole Ruff gets it into the right hand corner to Jake Olson. Olson dribbles to get out of there. Skip pass over to Burkhart. Up front, and a foul will be called foul is on Carney. High's Devin Coble, who checked in. Also checking in for Carney is Joaquin Robinson. And at the line will be Noah Bernal to shoot two. 43 seconds to go, and the free throw is too strong. No good. Carney now brings in Jared Wegner and Sam Straka. By the way, the Carney JVs won the game tonight as Matt Studi hit a three-pointer at the buzzer to win by two. I think it was 59-57. Studi hit the three at the horn. Second free throw, no good. And the rebound brought down by Brant Barth. Bearcats with 40 seconds to go. It'll be Wagner into the front court. Gives it to Colbel. Skip pass over to Marlette. Get it right back over on the left wing. Trying to get a shot off here as Wagner. Starts to dribble drive to Colbel. Back in the left wing. Here's a three-pointer on the way that rattles out. No good. But a putback is up and in by Sam Straka. And a timeout by Kearney High. They'll have one remaining. 21 seconds to go in the game. This one's over, but Bearcats just called the timeout, and they're ready to go. Brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Coach Feakin says, we don't need to talk. Just go ahead and stay out there. Carney's next game, Wednesday against McCook in the GNAC tournament. The girls will play at 2, the boys at 345. Both are against McCook. Gretna will throw it in here as the final 20 seconds begin to tick off the clock. Noah Bernal will dribble it into the front court. Carney instructed not to foul. Seth Stroh is in there. Also, Brett Obermiller is in there for Carney. Gretna, will they get a shot here? Yeah, the crowd says take it in the fadeaway contested three by Ryan Samuel, or excuse me, by Luke Allgood at the horn. Will not go, and this game is in the books. Carney just dug too big of a hole, had no success offensively in the first half, and were down 20 late in the third quarter. They got it to nine and end up falling tonight. 60-45, to 45, the Gretna Dragons come away with the victory. We'll take a break and be back with the New West Postgame Show right here on KXPN, Carney, and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com.
1: Ravenna sanitation serving all of Buffalo County.
0: And welcome back to uh, Gretna again. Want to say a big thank you to Athletic Director Chad Jepson and the folks here at Gretna for their hospitality. As Gretna is able to get the doubleheader sweep over Carney tonight, winning the girls' game fifty-three to thirty-nine and the boys' game sixty to forty-five. This is the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery post-game show. Certified and fellowship-trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. Well, we'll take a look at some final numbers, but we want to give you a couple other scores from tonight. It was Beatrice Sweeping Hastings winning the girls' game 48-38 and the boys' game 54-42. Carney Kearney Catholic girls rolled Boone Central Newman Grove 60-18, but Boone Central's boys improved to 6-1 and dropped Kearney Catholic to 4-3 with a 63-59 win, the most impressive win for Boone Central Newman Grove this year, 63-59. And going to the fourth quarter, it's Omaha Central 74, Winnebago 67. Winnebago was down 18 at the half, so they've cut it to 7 in a fun game going on over at the Ralston Arena. Here it was Gretna sixty to forty five and we'll give you the numbers right after this on the New West postgame show.
2: Nebraska Land Bank. During the holiday season, more than ever, our thoughts turn gratefully to those who have helped make our progress possible. In this spirit, we sincerely say thank you. We value the friendship and confidence you have shown us, and we look forward to continuing to serve you with local people, local decisions, and local ownership in the coming year. Best wishes this holiday season from all of us at Nebraska Land National Bank. Nebraska
1: Land
2: National Bank. Member FDIC.
0: Let's take a look down at the final stats on the New U.S. postgame show, and then we'll get a chance to run down Coach Boronic once they are out of the locker room. Four Carney high, six players scored tonight. Jake Techmeyer hit one three-pointer in the first half, and that was his total tonight. Three points, one rebound. Trey Clevenger, two points, four rebounds. Very strong on the defensive end tonight for Clevenger, especially in the first half. Ryan Koski came alive in the second half. He had nine of his 11 points in the second half. 11 points, seven rebounds. Brant Barth, two rebounds. Sam Straka had two points and a rebound. Carson Schwartz had a rebound. Shiloh Robinson fouled out with 226 to go. Six points, seven rebounds. And Cannon Coster, a rough first half. He had just five points and was one of four at the free throw line, but he had 16 points in the second half and still was just one of four at the free throw line. But Coster finishes with a game high, 21 points and 6 rebounds. Kearney had 15 rebounds in the first half, 14 in the second half, free throw shooting, 3 of 8 in the first half, 1 of 5 in the second half, 3-point shooting, 1 of 1 in the first half, 2 of 9 in the second half, turnovers, 6 in the first half, 3 in the second half, the turnovers, not the problem tonight for either one of the ball clubs. Kearney had just 14 points at halftime, they were able to uh, put up Another 31 in the second half and finish with 45 points, 29 rebounds, just four of 13 from the free throw line, three of 10 from three-point land and nine turnovers in Kearney. They've lost to three state-rated teams, but they are still one and three on the season and will play McCook Wednesday in Norfolk in the first round of the GNAC tournament in the 3-6 matchup. A win then most likely gets them state-rated Scott's Bluff in the semifinals and, of course, Norfolk is the top seed. We'll look at the numbers for Gretna right after this on the New West postgame show. Back of the New West postgame show as we're ready to take a look at the final stats now for Gretna. Ty Dewan had eight points in the first quarter, and he finished with 13 points tonight. Jake Olson had a rebound. Tyler Sullivan, 13 points all in the second half. He had four rebounds. Zach Emig had 16 points, two rebounds. Trey Brown, the big fella. Nine points, but a game-high 14 rebounds and one block. Joseph Johnson, who went 6 of 6 at the line in the fourth quarter, had 8 points, 6 rebounds. Ryan Samuelson had a point, and Chance Sterling had a rebound. 17 rebounds in the first half, 11 in the second. Free throw shooting for the Dragons, 1 of 1 in the first half, 14 out of 24 in the second half. 3-point shooting, 4 of 13 in the first half, and 1 of 4 in the second half. But that brings us to our Assericare moment of the game, brought to you by the special people at Assericare Hospice, caring for the moments that matter, with locations in Kearney, Grand Island, and York, serving all the Tri-Cities and beyond. Call Care Hospice today for your loved ones when they need the right care at the right time. It was a 3 three-point run there at the end of the first quarter. Out of all those three-pointers tonight, they made three straight at the end of the first quarter. That put the nine points on the board and was able to give them the uh, stretch that they needed to take the lead in the basketball game at 15 to nine. Then they shut Carney down offensively uh, in the second quarter to go up 27-14 at the half. Gretna also only had three turnovers tonight, two in the first half. I only had them for one in the second half. Uh, Doan and Imig, Imig excuse me, are very good guards to handle the basketball. 27 points in the first half, 33 in the second half. Gretna finishes with 60 points, 28 rebounds, 15 out of 25 at the free throw line, 5 of 17 from three-point land, one block and three turnovers. And Gretna, the number one team all class in the state, is now 6-0 and with a 60-45 to win over Kearney. We'll take a break and be back with more on the New West Postgame show right after this. <laughs> Kearney for a free estimate a couple of GNAC scores tonight North Platte gets their first win of the season in boys basketball and they beat McCook and uh, 45 28 and McCook is who the Kearney boys play next Wednesday and uh, Norfolk the number one seed of the GNAC Falls tonight here in the Metro some other boys scores Alma over Elwood 67 to 49 it was Bellevue West over Millard South, 66-58. Broken Bow beat Ainsworth, 60-37. Holdridge with a nice win tonight against Grand Island Central Catholic. The Dusters went at 60-54. And a Twin River beat Fullerton. Humphrey, Lindsay, Holy Family a winner over Palmer. Those are boys' results tonight. And some girls' games for this evening. Broken Bow edged Ainsworth, 42-37. Elwood, 43-42 over Alma. Central Catholic girls beat Holdridge, 55 to 28 Uh, as we told you Kearney Catholic beat Boone Central Newman Grove 60 to 18 while Boone Central won the boys game 63 to 59 other girls games of a note tonight Superior over Central City 51 to 50 and Wood River over Sandy Creek 41 to 26 still waiting for the Bearcats to come out of the locker room we have not seen any of the players uh, come out yet so uh, we're hoping to get a chance to talk with Coach Boronic before they go into the holiday break. Again, Carney High made a valiant effort. They fell down 20, but uh, they show the guts and the, the grit that we have seen here the last few years that Coach Boronic and his staff have put on, that this group of kids have shown. Cannon Coster found his way to get his offense going, scoring 16 in the second half. Koski was there with 9 in the second half. The defense was strong, but Gretna just simply better tonight. As they win at 60 to 45, we also let you know that coming up after our broadcast, we'll be joining the Thursday night football game. Just starting the second half, the Eagles lead the Giants 21 to 13. College football tonight, Idaho just thumping Colorado State with nine minutes to go. They're up 54 to 21. Earlier tonight in the girls game, Gretna down Carney 53 to 39. Uh, Carney was led by Mariah Rost with 14 points, but 12 of those were in the first half of play. And for Gretna, they were led by Anna Stoltenberg with 16 points, six rebounds, and a block. And Faith Ross hit four three pointers. She ends up with 12 points in the basketball game. Looks like the Bearcats are making their way out of the locker room. We'll run down Coach Baronic right after this. Along with our producer-engineer, Jeff Ekstrom, I'm Doug Duda, back here on the New West postgame show. Still waiting for uh, Coach Boronic. The players have come out of the locker room, but we have not seen a Coach Baronic and would like to get uh, his thoughts on the game tonight. So uh, we'll wait just another minute here before we wrap things up. We do want to remind you, that this is it for basketball before Christmas. So enjoy all the bowl games. We've got NS, NFL action for you with a triple header Saturday and a double header on Christmas Day Sunday as they split the games up this year. And it finishes with Dallas Detroit on Monday Night Football. And uh, just a shout out here the Doug and Daddy Show Bowl Bonanza. It's free to enter. The grand prize is a $500 shopping spree from Russell's Appliance and Electronics in Kearney. It's the best grand prize in the state. When it comes to uh, sports shows, so the Doug and Daddy Show has it for you, go to ESPNSuperstation.com. You just have to pick the winners, and you have to do it by December 26th. Uh, None of the bowl games until December 26th are we picking. So it's free. Go to ESPNSuperstation.com and get signed up for the Doug and Daddy Bowl Bonanza. We'll be following the York, Ravenna, and Amherst Holiday Basketball Tournaments. So uh, stay with us. We'll be in Ravenna next Wednesday and then in Amherst and York next Thursday and Friday. So that's what's going on uh, for the holiday tournaments. Coach Baronek, uh making his way up to join us here after the 60-45 to 45 Gretna win tonight over the Bearcats. And uh, Coach uh, just dug too big of a hole and couldn't find the offense to get going in the first half. The kids were gritty in the second half, but just too big of a hole tonight.
6: Yeah, I mean, you can't spot a good team like that, points early, and, uh, you know, it was probably two two things, finish around the rim and getting a defensive rebound at, at timely times, so, uh, you know, they're a good team. They expect to win. They have a lot of confidence, and uh, if you don't come out and, and stick with them from right away, um, they're going to look to bury you, and uh, they sort of did. What happened uh,
0: in your eyes in the first half? Obviously, they were keeping an eye on Cannon. He... He only had five points. Of course, if you only have 14, he's not going to have many, but where did the offensive struggles come? Because it looked like defensively, you played well in the first half, and the kid's adrenaline uh, was up. Yeah,
6: you know, we worked a lot defensively on how to guard him. and um, number two is not even looked at the rim all year long, and of course, he's going to bang in two threes on us. Um, I've seen him shoot one three in four games, and he literally doesn't even look at it, and he stows the line and smokes one, but and you know, when you give up a couple offensive rebounds and you get a kick out and guys' toes are square to the rim, um, those things go in sometimes. So, um, you know, offensively, we got pretty good looks, I think. Um, our shot chart was four for 19 from within three feet. And, uh, you know, if we get even three or four of those babies to go, hit a couple free throws, and uh, that game's an entirely different game. We're not grasping for straws in the third and fourth quarter.
0: Obviously, it was physical, class A slash Right now Metro ball is supposed to be physical. Mm-hmm. How did that affect the, the way that the kids played? Uh, so I, I said during the broadcast that sometimes you'll miss those short shots because you're expecting contact or you rush the shot a little bit. Yeah. How physical was it?
6: Uh, pretty physical, but uh, with the crew that we had, I mean, I think we probably knew it was going to be pretty physical, and that, that plays into their hands because uh, their bench is not very good, and uh, we were trying to get them in foul trouble. And, uh, you know, 24 um, it's a big boy, and we took it right at him about four times in the first half, and didn't get a call. And that's the way it goes. But uh, you know, I'd
0: be surprised if he didn't what, touch us a little bit. What uh, what changed to get things going when you fell down twenty and you cut it to nine? What was it? Didn't look like there was anything different. Was there?
6: No, we didn't change anything. We uh, continued to do what we did the start, and we kind of got cannon to the high post a little bit more than on on the baseline. Stayed in our big box, but. Um, the thing is, is when you're down 20 in a game that we'd like to be competitive in, people kind of just start playing. And, uh, you know, that happens about, a lot. So I think we kind of just quit pressing and, and quit worried about the atmosphere that we're in. If we're down 20, we got nothing to lose. Let's just play some ball. And um, then we kind of showed what maybe we're capable of there for a little bit. But, uh, again, haven't played a very clean game yet this year. Um, we're better than our record shows. And uh, hopefully we can get it clicking here pretty soon. Couple things specific player-wise, and then uh, we'll talk about
0: the GNAC. Uh, Ryan Koski. What he did for you tonight, especially offensively in the second half, and Trey Clevenger. What he did for you defensively now that he's moved into the lineup.
6: Yeah, you know, uh, Koski's a great leader for us, and uh, you know he he made good decisions in the middle of the lane and knocked down a big three for us early. You know, coming out of half, if we get a three like that and we don't allow them to step back and smoke a three on us, um, again entirely different landscape of the game. So uh, basketball is such a game of runs and, and ebbs and flows that uh, one or two little possessions um, can change the entire outcome. So we just got to be mindful of that and uh, try to limit um, their runs and go on a few of our own. So, um, And then, you know, Trey, Trey Clevander, he competed, he battled, and got a couple defensive rebounds for us there and guarded guarded pretty solid. But, uh, you know, is a good team they play well together and they got two really good players in, in Brown and, and, uh, Emig. But other than that, the other three are just solid and, uh, they impacted the game a lot more than they needed to for us to win.
0: Last minute here with Drake, Veronica North Platte beat McCook tonight, 45 to 28. That'll be your first draw next week. I know you can't officially get out and practice. And by going to Norfolk, I suppose whatever shoot around you have on Wednesday won't be much. I know you'll encourage the kids to go to the Y or whatever it is they do. So, How do you get prepared for coming right out of the gate and going up to the GNA?
6: Yeah, last year uh, we take a five-day break, and we scored 33 or 32 in the first quarter, so maybe we should practice less. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe I'm confusing people, but, um, you know, hopefully our guys get glued in. We talked about it in the locker room. We've got to kind of figure out how bad we really want to be successful over this five-day break and maybe kind of um, check ourselves a little bit and see how, how much work and, Uh, you know, the mindset that it takes to be successful. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we're ready to go up to the GNAC and and give it our best shot. And uh, McCook will be a good game for us, and maybe we can get a little confidence in that one and um, continue to uh, try to get better the rest of the season. Well, I see how your family
0: is uh, handling the day by being overseas. Yeah. Uh, How how have you handled the day?
6: I'm doing all right. You know, I'm just – My perspective is just a thankful perspective. Um, My dad, uh, he developed young men and and people into being able to face adversity and difficult times. And, um, you know, I'm just extremely thankful for the 56, 50, how many ever years I was able to be around him. And uh, so um, it's just another day for me. I'm sure other people see it a little bit differently. But, um, you know, I, I just I get excited. I, when I think about it, I, I feel like I have more purpose and, uh, you know, uh, I've got more to give to this world just like he did. So, um, you know, that's the kind of approach that I take and, uh, man, what an awesome feeling being a parent. I can't imagine how he felt and wish I could kind of talk to him about that, but, um, you know, there's, there's uh, a lot of people going through a lot of stuff. And so, um, you just got to move on and be ready to adapt to anything, but. And you got a big first Christmas coming up. Yeah, yep. Yeah. I've I've already tried to buy her a hoop. My wife said she can't use it yet. I said, well, we'll, well, I'll show her how to do it. We'll get her going. So I keep trying to make her count. My wife's like, she can't count yet. I go, who's tried to make them count at the age of four weeks? I mean, come on. I'm throwing one, two, three right in her face. Luckily, I can get to five. That's about as. Then after five, mom's taking over.
0: So. That's good stuff, Drake. Uh, we'll see you here in a couple of weeks. And, yeah, uh,
6: maybe maybe you and Jimmy Langan can run a little practice for us over at the Y or something. You know, in between sauna runs and uh, <laughs> you know, whatever you guys got going on over there. So he's probably he, there's probably one game in the state, and he'll find a way to rough it. You know what? We're not. Yeah, it's an old man game down at the uh, UNK or something probably. So and he'll be there blowing calls just like he always does. Oh. You know what I mean? Stay away from the Christmas Bowl, too, would you? Hey, man, I think I'm out. I think there's going to be a new MVP this year. <laughs> so All the other romantic guys are excited because somebody else is going to get some stats this game. I think I'm out. So, Dre, hey. Great to see you. We'll get back on the yeah, win column next yeah, week. Yeah, I appreciate it. We'll Thanks, see buddy. you guys later. Thanks for your coverage. That's going to wrap things up
0: here for tonight's high school basketball on ESPN 1460. We're going to be joining the Thursday night NFL game here in just a moment. You've been listening to the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery post game Show, certified and fellowship trained physicians, providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. Again, in the girls game. Fifty-three to thirty-nine, Gretna was the winner over Carney, and here in the boys game, Gretna sixty and Carney forty-five. Earlier tonight on Classic Hits, Carney Catholic girls rolled Boone Central Newman Grove, but in the boys game, Boone Central Newman Grove wins at sixty-three to fifty-nine, and Beatrice swept Hastings on twelve thirty KHAS. Again, for our producer engineer Jeff Ekstrom, I'm Doug Duda. Merry Christmas, everyone. We dedicate our broadcast tonight to the memory of uh, two great sports fans. First, Drake's father, Paul, who passed away one year ago today, as we referenced, and to one of Carney High's uh, biggest boosters ever in Terry Broadfoot, who was laid to rest today as well. Two big losses one year apart, and uh, we thank their families and those gentlemen for all they have done for not only the sport of basketball, but for Carney High. Folks, this is Doug Dennis saying Merry Christmas. We will see you next Wednesday from the Ravenna Holiday Tournament. Proceeding has been a
1: KXPN Sports production brought to you by the KXPN Sports Club. To download this podcast or any of our podcasts, go to our podcast link at ESPNSuperStation.com. My
4: customers have already made the call. Call right now for our exclusive 45-day risk-free trial and get free shipping and a year's worth of free batteries—a fifty-dollar value. Call MD Hearing Aid at 1-800-758-2010. Satisfaction guaranteed. That's 1-800-758-2010.
1: For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Kostler & Cottle. Don't let your...